hello 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 and welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for the sixth episode in severance hide and seek this episode was directed by amanda no written by amanda overton directed by effie mcardle i gave this episode another 10 out of 10 i really enjoyed it i get really sad when this is over Patricia Arquette is killing it. I love her so much as Mrs. Selvig slash Harmony Bell. She's just a delight because she is so fucking crazy. <laughs> and she encompasses it correctly. And that one thing between her and Doug, I could not. I watched it at least three times because it was done just brilliantly. And I could not stop laughing. <laughs> so you a nurse or something? <laughs> you know how you talking to, and i've had that moment where you're talking to someone and it's business and then you're like what the fuck do you have on <laughs> what is she up to i have no idea what is this cure i have no idea but i know that things are about to get crazy i was really surprised by a certain development in this episode and i'm pretty sure it's probably not gonna go anywhere but I am curious to know why that particular introduction of that story arc, and we are talking about a romantic arc between Mark's Audi and Alexa, considering there's already a romantic arc going on between him and Helly. I think it's almost overkill. <laughs> and I love Alexa a lot. So unless this is going somewhere, which I don't think it is, just because he is very much still in the grief stages of losing his wife Gemma and I'm not even sure how long ago that was but it it definitely imprints itself on him and it's not something it's why he signed up for the severance program and thus if he's going to that particular extreme then that means you're not ready to be in a relationship sex is sex but a relationship is something completely different so how do we want to address this i think we're going to go like we've been doing the innie versus the audi i think we're going to start with the innies because we concluded with the audi this week back in innieville <laughs> innieville they're all in the kitchenette i love that they actually label the certain rooms and they are discussing the fact that they should go back to O and D as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> Dylan is just also my favorite. I mean, I love them all, but Dylan definitely has some of the best lines where he's like, why? So you can go back and fraternize. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not fraternizing with Bert and the cure legacy is to is to bring the departments together he's like you want care to officiate at your wedding Helly's all about going back there with mark kind of being like well should we should we not and what's this thing with the goats we don't know what we're actually doing here but he also realizes that he is supposed to be the head and getting everybody at their quota marks whatever that means 
seems to be an important aspect of what they do they are then well Halle gets up after teasing mark about how he sounds and he starts to laugh or he starts to smile and they're like are you fraternizing too (laughs) he's like no i smile at all employees no you don't no you don't you do not smile at us at all he can't even wipe the smile from his face when milchek shows up to ask what they are talking about and they completely are the worst liars in the world and land on miss casey and then they realize that miss casey is not around and mark feels bad because she went to the break room when he is brought to miss corbell to discuss miss casey being missing he starts to ask like what is it that we do here shouldn't i be allowed to know what that is and i should be the one that's going to the break room because i'm the one that decided that helly need to go on a mental walk she's like all you did was send her on a mental walk yeah so what is this footage right here okay but what i am meaning to say is that i should be the one that goes to the break room and she's like that's sweet but also get the fuck out of here stop asking me questions and do your fucking job which is to meet quota and you're also not going to be taking any more hallway privilege walks because they are now prohibited why the fuck they have to run it he has recently been reading rickon's book about camaraderie which he said came from the word camera which is taking a photo but the people in the photo it's not so much to take a you know to capture that moment of camaraderie you must then you know empathize with your employees like he's actually learning a lot about being a decent human being from this book even though rick is such a a tool he does make some points even if they are a little funny in at times and he realizes after being chastised going back to the department he did he was visibly upset that he is his own man and he's not going to be told what to do so he says let's go to o and d and i like the slow-mo shot of them walking down the hallway before we get to the introduction of the o and d's and mdr there was a brief scene between the ship of the show bert and irving he shows him a room with nothing but foliage and he says i discovered this place and i always come here alone but i want to share this place with you so that we can have our own secret place to meet and be together which irving is pleased to hear and he grabs his hand and he says is this okay he's like yeah then he says lip to lip contact is not actually not in the handbook or not not allowed in the handbook or something to that effect but Irving is not ready so they just rest their temples against each other and stay with him stay with each other in the moment like this shit is scandal I see trees of green red roses too I see them blue for me and you and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. That one minute always broke me, man. <laughs> always broke me in that one minute. <laughs> so they have their one minute. 
then later on we see that they all meet up and introduce themselves to M- o and D from mdr they're a little skeptical at first what are they doing we have no idea it seems that they are sending certain items because she had a water can but they also mentioned that they sent hatchets and that they can tell by the mood of what they're sending mark makes a speech about the fact that we should all know what we are doing if kira says that we are to be illuminated or if we're illuminating people why does that not apply to us (laughs) i love that irving is his vice president like let me correct you on what it actually says but also yes point point (laughs) um so they ask what do you do and they really can't answer what they do because they don't know but they do advise that they found some goats and they start to come up with a plan except harmony has saw on her screen and yells at milchek who seemed annoyed chasing them down does that hint at a possible disagreement between our heads because milchek doug and harmony do not all seem on the same page doug and harmony a lot more so but milchek seems to be on the bottom of them so we always know the one at the bottoms are the only ones always trying to elicit change so i'm wondering if milchek is is um an option to possibly be turned if not now in the future before they are busted and taken away by milchek even though he doesn't say anything to the o and d folks which makes me think do they have a they didn't seem altogether familiar with who milchek was either so does each department have their own wranglers so to speak their own management team and their own security team and if so then where are they at there's so many departments they have no idea how many departments they are and they all admit that this is particularly ones that's been there for a very long time like mark and dylan and irving like this is the most people we've ever seen so what does that mean question they are brought back to their department where harmony is waiting she sings a cure patriotic song (laughs) to everyone's uh surprise there before saying this is your fault this is your responsibility you see that mark got a little lippy with milchek even though he didn't respond that we didn't do anything wrong but he is still sent to the break room nonetheless and it looks as if he was physically because his knuckles were really red and they told him that he slammed his hand in a door jam however he is being physically abused and he has no idea that it's happening and that is the terrifying aspect that they really play very well with the lighter tone because this is dark this is very very (laughs) dark and absolutely against humanity and yet it is occurring ever so casually even the mention of the break room and he passes mrs casey as he goes by he says he's sorry but she does not respond 
and the fact that they have this little narrow hallway it's all meant to psychologically fuck you up there's a conversation between helly and dylan where dylan's like i'll pick this shirt out today because there's some unknown friction between me and miss casey and i'm starting to have a guess of miss casey um she has to be someone that is known they're concerned about mark's um reaction around her and i'm gonna throw it out here now it's probably wrong but i'm gonna say that's his dead wife but i have no idea how they would like that opens up a whole another can of worms of what they're doing here because i don't have much else to go on other than that weird scene with harmony at the beginning of the episode it's just a throw at the wall type of prediction but that's the only thing i can correlate of why miss casey is at all important to mark in any capacity or is someone that that he knows but the only person we've been seeing is his wife so and she had that candle that miss selvig stole when he had his wellness visit why would you do that i'm not sure but she's also a really weird person what else happened oh yeah he he (laughs) dylan is is hot for mrs casey he's like everybody's got a fraternization going on she asked (laughs) he asked about her and mark she's like i don't like mark but she protests too too much like mark s the fact that you say mark s and uh she's like you have no idea why you put that shirt on he's like yeah but i can i can come up with the just his banter is just so funny the way he even delivers his line he's just that guy that's always at the office always got something to say but always in somebody's business like what's up he also stole a card from o and d and that card to me looked like it was instructions on how to fight someone (laughs) like how to jab them in the stomach i don't know what the fuck that was but he stuck it in his back pocket and we thought maybe we would come back to it next episode so i was thinking however it was addressed in this episode because we had one of the weirdest scenes ever where dylan is in a closet Melchick is there he wakes up his audi and um he is his any self yeah he he yeah he wakes up his audi i couldn't remember if it was any or audi no his any he he wakes up his any and he says dylan you stole something i saw you steal it did you take it with you you're in man you're in what did he say that he was in because he was like what the fuck and he's like yeah i'm waking you up remotely we need to know where that is he's like yeah i put it in the stall in the bathroom i didn't even know what it was and he's like thank you and then his son comes in and he goes what the fuck is this my kid before they shut him down again what what the fuck now this is when my brain started circling (laughs) started doing way too much too much uh random theorizing but i'm like oh no oh no if you can switch someone and they're not in that fucking elevator you could pretty much train these people to do anything and everything you want as their any self and then switch them when they're at their outy self and they're already whatever the fuck engaged in whatever the fuck and they can then like it, it opens up a can of worms that you could be able to do this while they are not 
at work and that is scary and dylan's definitely gonna be like the fuck i have a kid so he finally he's like is these my clothes he has no idea and he finally gets a taste of what it is or who he is as a person on the outside so that's gonna really fuck with him furthermore it feels like the outside dylan understood what was going on well he probably i'm guessing email check knocked on the door he says look i gotta talk to your any for whatever reason because he's like are we done here so clearly they had that conversation but when he snatched that boy he's like didn't i tell you to wait to a thousand <laughs> count to a thousand <laughs> like he's a kid of course he's not gonna do what he's told but that i think for the most part covers the any side of things let's go to the outie side of things which was very uh very action-packed this week as far as opening new mysteries we see that mark retrieves the cell phone that has an infinite battery life takes out the i don't know why people do that just take it <laughs> just turn it off but he felt the need to take out the battery and toss the phone into his trash before driving away for the day because he's like i'm not going to follow up on whatever's going on with pd and what he was thinking except fate pulls him back to figuring that out he then goes on a date with alexa once again who thinks it's healthy for him not only to discuss his wife because she was a part of him but the idea that him and his wife couldn't have children and they didn't choose to adopt so they just needed to be happy with the life that they had and he said it's something that his wife was a proponent of they are about to call their own cabs when he sees a poster that has pd's daughter who's doing a concert in an alley (laughs) and the song is fuck lumen and thus they go to said concert she's trying to connect with him and i think she sees that he's a good person so they end up uh, kissing and then having sex and this prompts him to then go outside and retrieve the phone in the middle of the night where anyone can see you but at the same time you don't know your neighbor mrs sevig is also your boss so why should you have to live your life as if you're in a espionage thriller when (laughs) a woman answers the phone who knows that he is mark scott even though he tries to or scout he tries to play it off but he is as as terrible a liar as he is in any form and she says do you want to meet because she will explain because he says i want to know what it is that we do and she says let's meet up but we know that Doug Grainer is on his way to apprehend her as he just recently visited Harmony, Harmony <laughs> at home and said, look, we tracked down the identify. Well, the first time he told her, he called her and he says, look, we tracked the chip like she can break reintegration. And this person is identified as Rehabi or Rahabi. She used to be a former Lumen employee, it would seem. And she is the one that was responsible for PD's reintegration. And she wants her brought to her. 
so that is where we leave the episode on that cliffhanger of mark meeting her however there's still more to talk about as harmony as i stated earlier definitely has shown more of what it is that she is and it is definitely one fly or three flies over the cuckoo's nest she's a she put some type of crystal like those are what are those i've seen those around like a mood thing or whatever the case may be but she's in this old-timey outfit she's got her hair in pigtails which is not appropriate for her age <laughs> not being ages just saying what it is it's it's odd it's very odd she it almost feels as if she is thinking that she is a girl still and not the woman that she is she then goes over to the shrine of the photo that we've seen in her office but there's also about lumen it's about it's got things over there about Kier egan she's worshiping Kier egan and his idealisms but we also see that there's a bracelet there that says charlotte corbell i'm guessing that is her daughter and i think that that is where there may be a correlation because we have a loss Petey, not sure what his loss was but it's something i didn't see his wife but he has a daughter we have dylan who has a son but we didn't see a wife we have uh mark who lost his wife we have now harmony who seems to have lost their daughter so it feels as if these people with extreme loss for whatever reason are susceptible to being brought into the lumen or severance program that isn't countrywide it's something that lumen is doing with their employees we find out a little later when devin is looking at information but it is something that they are starting to think is a good idea in society if they haven't already (laughs) if they have not already started implementing the idea that more people can have access to it for a variety of reasons i still keep going back to the doug knocking on her door (laughs) like we found her at this college great a college that mark used to teach at what's that all about and did i think he said him and Gemma worked at the same college so is it all starting are these the founders i don't know It, it the possibilities are so fucking endless at this point but they're special for a reason because mrs selvig harmony has taken a special interest in mark for a reason he asks he's like um what the fuck are you wearing (laughs) she's like i'm doing some private inquiries and uh she also follows up well i'm trying to figure out what part of this conversation could not have been had over the phone because it's been a long fucking day that private inquiry is with devon the sister of mark who's recently had her baby she sees what is her name miss um i'm not sure is it arteria or something like that i will say when you wave at someone and they wave at you like uh i don't really know you and like we had that one moment but that doesn't mean like we're friends <laughs> that's 
i've had people do that to me like i know who the fuck you are i'm basically trying to say don't approach me <laughs> but not Devin. she's like no 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 i need to make my way down there and figure it the fuck out and she's like yeah so what's up so you made it through childbirth remember we shared that coffee and our feelings her husband introduces himself he is a senator they already have two children and despite her telling her her daughter or her son was going to be called william his name is bradley and after the interaction devin feels weird about both of them what the fuck cannons she also seems to be having a hard time lactating which goes back to my earlier question is procreation in this universe something that is not as successful i mean a birthing i've never heard of a birthing community that feels so odd but she has not been able to latch and they are sending specialists to help out one of those specialists is mrs selvig who they know is mark's neighbor and she immediately wins them over by singing to the child was that the same cure song and offering to give her services so she is integrating ever more so into mark's life and trying to get to his sister because he probably confides in her as the one person she would confide in so yeah she is doing so much for her job and i'm not quite sure why <laughs> but when she was holding that baby i was terrified run finally there's some because she goes online and looks for her and this senator is backed by lumen who supports legalizing severance so we know that's something that is going through the whole system right now or government um the only thing that is still a big mystery is this maintenance which we see looks like to be another locked entrance that is installed at the entrance of mdr with a key card locked door so she's keeping them from leaving their work environment and wow just wow uh <laughs> even though i think that's only gonna just because you know you can tell someone they can't do anything it's like children the more and more strict you are the more and more especially when you're they're not alone the more that they are going to conspire uh to get the fuck out and i'm i'm just that's just experience my mom learned that the hard way i'm like shit's too many heads up in this house <laughs> it is way too many heads up in this house for you to be like uh let me lock these doors yeah motherfuckers figured that out real quick and how to put it back so you wouldn't even see so i'm gonna need <laughs> people to understand to understand that that is never the way to go it's just it's just not the way to go it's not going to be successful and now they have that book i'm surprised that they haven't found the rick and booker made any mention of that milchek's slipping on his job like i said i think that's the indication of something it also goes back to that Westworld idea because everybody's like well how do you just walk around and nobody let me tell i've been saying this for years corporate america most people 
are not paying attention to what you're doing they are paying attention to what they gotta do when you have a huge ass building with all these employees it is not your life day to figure out if everybody doing what they're supposed to do nope <laughs> it is not everyone's uh responsibility and you're not gonna pay attention you're just gonna like yeah 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 whatever whatever you're doing that's fine i don't care it's not my job and if it is not supposed to be happening then that's security's job to figure it the fuck out but it ain't on me and that's pretty much where we conclude our episode i once again just love this show i cannot wait next week for the next episode if you want to send feedback blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic